Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. It's Erica. And Liana. And this is the Night Guys podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. True crime. What's funny is that <laughs> when I told our neighbors that I did a podcast, they're like, oh, what's it called? And I told them all about it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Here's they're my like, card. Oh, Here's my information. How, well, no, they were like, oh, what's like, do you have like an intro? And I just blanked. And I have that whole thing memorized. But for some reason, if I'm not in front if of a microphone, staring deep into my eyes, you can't. if I'm not looking, if I don't have a microphone almost in my mouth, then I can't, I can't remember it. That's I was like, crazy. Uh, that's funny. They asked you if you had an intro or like these people were listening to podcasts, but that's such a random question, though. They're like, oh, that's what's funny. your, what's your, what, what did they say? They didn't say what's your, what's intro. your catchphrase or yeah, something? Yeah, I think they said like, what's your catchphrase or something like that. Okay. And I was like, ah. Uh, uh do we have a oh my goodness <laughs> have spooky buns <laughs> i hope your buns are spooky i don't know i feel like buns need to be involved <laughs> yeah i don't know do do we have a, i feel like i feel like our intro is that's like all i can focus on yeah <laughs> yeah and i don't know it yeah <laughs> You've heard it every week for almost like two and a half years yeah, now, and nope, you're like, I don't, don't know, know it. One hundred percent would need it in front of me if I were to say it right now, and you'd still struggle to read it. Yeah, I in my head I was just trying to remember it, and instead of cryptic culty, I said Christmas. So <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> Christmas cryptid culty true crime. <laughs> Shit. I love Christmas. But Halloween is better. It is better. It's so much better. But I just I just like holidays in general. Yeah. They're just good times. They are good times. It's like, oh, reasons to eat more and drink more. <laughs> in yes, public. In public, especially. Oh, man. Or if you come to our neighborhood, everyone's drinking out on the streets. That's awesome. For some reason or another. That's yeah. a good time. Yeah. That's, everyone should. Well, I've, I see it here a lot, too. Our neighbors do, for sure. They're big partiers. Next door. Yeah, they are, too. And The then, people that have a band behind you? Yeah. And <laughs> I haven't heard him in so long. Oh, I miss bummer. the acoustic miss, guitar guy. I miss band. They don't. But I love them. I'm pointing. It's really good visuals for this. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah. All of our neighbors like to get together. They like to have street parties. Oh, cute. They did for Memorial Day. And oh, that's And we fine. randomly got invited. And our next door, our across the street neighbors were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to introduce you around to everybody. We'll only be there for like 15 minutes. We got there at 7 and didn't leave till 1045. <laughs> Sean had to get me my sweater 
and brought me a beer as well. <laughs> but yeah, they were this one guy kept like forcing tequila on Sean and I. He's like, "It's good for you." And I'm like, "I mean, I guess." <laughs> I'm not going to say no <laughs> to free tequila. Thank you, sir. That's awesome. Yeah, so our neighbors are pretty cool and maybe they're listening. Hi neighbors, if you hey, are. Hey neighbors. I don't know. But yeah, we love our neighborhood. So, uh moving home was clearly the right choice for Many reasons. 100%. Probably accurate. mostly Christmas reasons, right? Mm, I think Halloween reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and wine tasting as Louis and Lestat. I can't wait. Every day when I go in to use the bathroom and I shut the door, there hangs <laughs> Lestat's jacket and sweet, sweet wig. <laughs> so that stuff's sitting at my mom's house and it's sitting in the closet and... My mom almost never goes up into the room that she's deemed as my room, but she uses it for storage. Uh And she was like, "Um, what's this bag of hair (laughs) in the closet? I was like, oh, it's a wig. She's like, oh, you still have wigs? I'm like, no, this is a new one. (laughs) I was like, no, this is new for when I dress up like a... A male va- a male vampire and she was like what <laughs> whatever she would have known that movie she honestly did not really that's wild she's never been into that stuff I just she's not your mom so my mom is different than your mom she's a different kind of special <laughs> i love her she's so goofy. i think i what did i just hear recently about interview with a vampire it was a uh, that okay somebody was saying that louis and lestat Mm -hmm. are actually in a relationship and like they're lovers real or some fan like in some like but like the movie is that they like don't come out and say it but they're actually they're trying to show that yeah well what's funny is that i'm slowly reading through those books oh nice like does it come off more that way in the books i don't know i'm starting with like some other books oh like a preamble or whatever are like 45 hours long whoa yeah so that's why i said slowly they take a long time because i do audiobooks because your girl's got mad adhd and i have to do ten thousand things oh yeah no i agree and then i also stop doing those things and then sean's like there are 30 half-finished projects here i'm like i know (laughs) (laughs) i'll come back to that one if i still like it (laughs) oh man do you think anyone's ever dressed up as Anne Rice for Halloween? <laughs> Gross. I bet they regretted it if they did. They're like, I this think, is a wasted year. I think it's amazing. <laughs> She's so fucking weird. She's so fucking weird. i into it. No. Did I ever make you watch that interview that they had with her? I don't. The one where she, it's so. like, I remember because I rented the VHS of interview like a million years ago. And of course, that's like. You, you can't fast forward. You can fast forward, but you're just yeah, like ready to watch why? your movie. And then there's here's the here's the interview with the author, and I'm like, I don't care about this weirdo. Oh. And she's like, Oh yes, I'm Lestat is my dark lover, and I was like, I don't want to hear what? this. What? Okay, so then that begs to say that maybe he's just happily by, and he's yeah, like, or, or just vampires every- are just. I'm down to fuck, man. <laughs> down to clown with everyone. <laughs> That's why we love him so much. <laughs> why not? You got time. Oh, yeah, I guess. You know? As long as they leave the animal kingdom out of it. I guess that's oh, where sure. I'm kind of like, ah, yeah. uh, human only, please. Yeah. I just... Leave the animals alone. I just want to... 
always be in that costume all the time. That's really the bottom line here. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, that costume's pretty comfortable. I was surprised. And please. Yeah, it's not bad. I do need pants for it, though. So do I. Yeah, we were both. I was we basically were Zoom costume. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was putting that on, and Sean was like, you're wearing leggings. I'm like, yeah, I don't have any fucking pants. No one can see. It's yeah, fine. Like, why? <laughs> it's not necessary. Because we would need shoes, too. Some dumbass shoes. We can get those cool. Yep. Buckle shoes. Can we just like make buckles out of construction paper? (sighs) No, they would never allow that. They gotta look good. We could take apart some belt buckles. Yeah, we could do that. Hog glue them on. That's nice. That's that's us. (laughs) Guys, if you can't tell, we're really into cosplay, but only for specific things. (laughs) Um, But speaking of weird stuff, I have some. Oh. Yes. We have someone that we need to thank. We have a thank you. To, Our newest patron. To uh, thank you. Allow <laughs> myself to introduce myself. <laughs> no one makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Guys, we have a newest patron, Lorraine. Lorraine. Thank you. We Welcome. love you. Welcome to the cult. It's not a cult. Yes, it is. It kind of is. <laughs> thank you for joining our patreon we really appreciate you and we're so excited to have you uh as one of our members. not a cult cult members yes mm. <laughs> if you guys are also interested in joining um i'm sure you heard erica's advertisement in the beginning where she sings for you that's my favorite <laughs> i love it so much i gotta remix that and i gotta make that some somewhere out there in the future is mm. Our new theme song. Oh, yeah. We can't talk about that right now. And we can't. We it's need to make it happen. It's just too good. <laughs> I was really worried about copyright, and then Erica showed me how it was made, and I was like, no worries. Yeah. None, none worries. <laughs> none of worries. Yeah, so there, guys, yes. be on the lookout, or listen out. Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for that listening out. Open your ear holes, because yep. something new is coming on. <laughs> Be prepared. <laughs> Someone right now is like, I didn't know my ear holes could close. Well, so now you them? know. Open them. Yes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I have really important news. Um, it's way more important than Erica's. Um, it's about I pickles. Argue it. It's about pickles. <laughs> I love pickles. So do I. <laughs> it's my nickname. That is my pet name from my husband. <laughs> your pickle and he's potato yeah he's a shirt that says i heart pickle handmade (laughs) (laughs) so true that's the best it is it's a good time do you have one that says i heart potato i don't Mm, you should don't we have christmas ornaments though that one's a potato one's a pickle that's really cute yeah (laughs) i call sean grumpy broccoli because i'm like you are grumpy and you are basically the broccoli equivalent of a human but i love it so much so in my phone he's actually grumpy broccoli oh nice you're uh liana of fartsville oh you're ericaca poo beans (laughs) (laughs) i gave you a royal title Mm. (laughs) I just gave you a very fond name. Mm-hmm. Hey. It's a pet name. I think fondly of you as being from Fartsville. So <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I just like poo beans. It's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I'm on board. Okay, good. Uh, okay, we were talking about pickles and mm-hmm. we got really derailed right there. Okay, mm-hmm. so in a bizarre story out of Japan. Uh-oh. 
a disgruntled pickle shop customer <laughs> found himself it's not possible found himself in trouble with the law following a months long feud wherein he would repeatedly spit on the ground in front of the store and curse them. Oh my god, what a jerk! The very strange—that's dis- more than disgruntled. I know. The very strange dispute reportedly began in the fall of 2019 and centered around points on the patron's frequent customer card. <laughs> what? <laughs> although this he was- needed his free pickle and he wasn't getting it. Is that right, what I'm maybe. understanding? Um, although the specifics of the uh, disagreement are uncertain, the argument was apparently serious enough that the man vowed revenge on the store which is located in Osaka, <laughs> and embarked on a campaign of harassment against them that stretched on for months. According to the owner of the pickle shop, their once happy customer began stopping by the store where he would stand in front of the building and spit on the ground while wishing death upon them. Incredibly, the furious former patron provided his poor review of the establishment several times a month from the start of 2020 until, the, until October of last year. Initially, the owners dismissed his visits as little more than a minor nuisance, but things understandably took more of a serious turn when the country began or became gripped by coronavirus. As such, this past September, the owner of the store stood up to the spitting man and presumably attempted to put an end to their feud. However, this only exacerbated the problems that led <laughs> to a situation in which the pickle shop provider, I don't know why that's so funny to me, uh, wound up being arrested for assault. Wait, the owner got arrested? Yeah. Hold on. Wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Explaining what happened to the police, the owner lamented that the customer's spitting campaign was unhygienic with growing COVID-19 problem, obviously, and the stress of repeatedly telling the man to stop was too much to bear. Understandable. Yeah, he's been showing up constantly and doing this. I would get a little... Yeah. I would have said it People were arrested here for that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Amazingly, cops then launched an investigation into the matter and even went so far as to perform a stakeout wherein they observed the angry customer repeat his spitting routine twice before their very eyes. When questioned by officers, the man insisted that what they witnessed was merely a misunderstanding brought on by a cough. In a testament to the dedication of the Osaka Police Department, the cops doubled down on their investigation over the next several months. Oh, my God. Months-long investigation? (laughs) Until finally charging the man last week with what they called a highly malicious campaign aimed against the shop. Uh, Since spitting in public is illegal in Japan, the man may ultimately face 30 days in jail as well as a hefty fine for, for the proverbial act of pickle disobedience no pickle disobedience my goodness (laughs) (laughs) okay what okay i don't understand what just happened why didn't they just set up a fucking camera like why didn't the proprietor set up a camera and be like here he is at my shop every day and why did the osaka police need to take months why is months? there an investigation at all? I just be like, sir, you can't come here anymore. And if we see you again, we have a problem. That's all that needs to be said. And maybe a restraining order against like that shop. Yeah. Like you can't show up here. Shoo shoo, sir. Gotta go. Get your pickles elsewhere. I still don't understand. So why is he mad? Because he like had a punch card and like he, he probably, didn't get rewarded his free picks? He, probably. <laughs> just give him the pickle if it means he leaves. But then how many times has he maybe abused their system? We don't know that. Uh, God. But he was they they said he was like a valuable customer for a long time. Things mm. were good for for so long. I don't know. Maybe he was secretly adding punches to his card when he didn't actually have pickles. 
Maybe there does need to be an investigation. Maybe a months long investigation was I'm warranted. I'm starting to see why they needed it. We're on the pickle squad, guys. Yeah, I'm, something is wrong with this something situation. Something is fishy. <laughs> Something's bigly. Bigly. <laughs> so stupid. Oh God, I want a pickle now. All right. <laughs> Hold on. My page froze. Oh no, it's because there's 10,000 ads on it. Yeah, it's because Daily Mail. Oh no. Oh, okay. What Here is, is Manuses? <laughs> Apparently, there is a haunted doll. Into it. In Australia. That's my accent. Rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, people are living up in this small town, Australia, and apparently they're being plagued by an unsettling presence in the form of a haunted doll. Sounds pickly. Yep. That (laughs) brings bad luck to those who get too close to it. Well, problem solved. Don't go near it. The eerie (laughs) object (laughs) we must investigate for two months, which can be seen below. Uh, We looked at these pictures and... They're gross. Wowie. Um, reportedly sits on a swing located in a mangrove swamp. Oh my goodness. No. In the tiny town of Lucinda, among the mere 406 peeps living in the community. Oh. That's small. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Tales about the creepy doll and its unnerving powers have spread by way of whispers from residents seemingly afraid of upsetting the doll. Yeah. Whispers? I don't know. Some... Saucy man named Nick Demetto. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> labeling him as. Uh, who represents Lucinda. He's a parliamentarian. Um, and several other nearby towns indicated that everyone seems to know about the doll, but nobody really wants to talk about it. Weird. So they're now scared. So it's grown from don't go near her. Don't talk about it. Be that as it may, hmm. local legend states that she's wow, legendary states that anyone who comes too close to the object winds up suffering some sort of bad luck. But how long has it been there? I don't know. Okay. Most frequent victims of the doll, he says, are people who are boating or fishing in the nearby waters and his claim that even saying hello to the object can unleash its ire. So just ignore it. Yeah. Why are you saying hi to it? This might... Mm, there's fuzz in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this might be pure circumstance or just a modern wives' tale, but it's something I'm definitely not willing to toy with. <laughs> Although the origins of the doll appear to be shrouded in mystery, one business owner in Lucinda claims that the little girl and her swing were created by a local couple as something of an art installation with the goal of adding some color to the community. Should that be the case, their mission has proven to be a strange success as the town has now become infamous for being the home of the haunted doll that curses anyone who dares go near it. Uh, yeah, I need to know how long it's been there because you, to reach legendary status, I feel like you need to have been there for a while. Right. But she looks like fresh. Yeah, she does look fresh. For living in a swamp. She's she not moldy. She's not. Hair's not frizzy. Bows are intact. She uh, looks maybe, very clean. This is my thing. Maybe it's not her. Maybe it's a little dog that's sitting next to her on the swing. There's a mm. dog stuffed animal, too. It's her and her little hellhound. It's <laughs> <laughs> cute. I'd go say hi to it. I don't know. Or just go sit there and not say anything and piss her off because she's like, ah, I can't do anything. Oh. Maybe like it's that. that. Be saucy. Why not? Be extra spicy to the doll. Yeah, or send a drone in. 
Yeah, let's do that. Send a drone. Just send a drone in and have the drone like get tangled in the like, swings it. Knock her forward a little bit and see what happens. I like, I like it. This, plan. this is good. This plan. is good. Uh, yeah, send a drone in with a flamethrower. Problem solved. <laughs> torch the doll. <laughs> Just torch it, dude. Speaking of things too that are haunted and weird, mm-hmm. um, I did not find any ghosts in Bodie. Boo. I did not. But in my defense, we went in the middle of the day and it was very, very hot. Mm. And ghosts don't like the heat. A heat and daytime. That's <laughs> not really prime time for not ghost to activity. Baby is probably like a super shining bright light that they're like, oh, stay away from the light. Yeah, we can. She's too nice and she's too sweet and cute. Except when you talk about popsicles. <laughs> we cannot resist. Like, yeah, that's too much. Yep. She's too cute. You can't be spooky around cute things. Keep their distance. That's why we're screwed. <laughs> They're like, those are just dumb things. <laughs> Can't be spooky. Ghosts feel bad. <laughs> they don't want to stress us out anymore. God, both of those things have really bad anxiety. Let's just, yeah. let's just leave them alone. Their energy is even too bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. They're like a squeezed out stress ball. <laughs> Maybe we should hang out and like make them feel better. We feel bad. <laughs> Calm them down. Uh-huh. Pretty much. Oh, man. Well, guys, uh, sorry we left you last week. Hanging. Hanging. Much like this doll on her little swing. Ugh, gross. <laughs> it's very pickly. Ew. I, like I still it. love pickles. <laughs> <laughs> I love pickles. Um, but yeah, so we're going to catch back up on the local horrible shit that's happened in our past in Santa Rosa. Um, and we're going to continue along the Santa Rosa hitchhiker murders. If you haven't listened to that episode, now would be a great time to pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back. Go listen. to part one, my friends. You my must. dudes. My dudes. Part you one. must. Yeah, we left off speaking about uh, Jeanette Kamahile. They weren't convinced that she was necessarily a victim of the quote Santa Rosa hitchhiker murder group but we consider her to be one of the victims because yeah same area same time frame hitchhiking yeah come on yeah she should have her death should be investigated as such I agree Um, anyway so we're gonna catch back up on that so we're gonna just start off talking about Lori Lee Cursa okay so Lori Lee Cursa what potential, we're saying, potential yeah. fifth victim of the Santa Rosa Hitchhiker murders on December 14th. So girls have been going missing like earlier in the year, found later in the year. It's it, their timeline, unfortunately, is kind of like all over the years of 1972 and 1973. Right. But because um, it's not like a, these bodies weren't just found like on people's property. No. And first you're dealing with the fact that these are all. Not all of them, but as far as the cops are concerned, a lot of these in their minds are runaways and they were hitchhiking. So they weren't investigating. Yeah. So they're not looking for a body. They're looking for where they're hanging out at. And then on top of that, once they've been missing for long enough and they're presumed dead, it's like, you know, these bodies are being disposed of and 
rural places that like aren't traveled often. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then they don't know who the killer is also. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they can be like, oh, this person is the serial killer, the murderer, whatever. he likes whatever. to dump in yeah. these certain areas. He lives so here. He whatever. works here. This yeah. is, yeah. They're going off of literally just the bodies that have been found. Yeah. And the girls Last that have gone missing. Location. Yeah. And like you said, it's really rural and it's it's rural today. Yeah. Where those pla- where some of these unfortunate um final resting places were for these girls like it was it was less populated then it was definitely more farmland but a lot of these places where they're found were still just like you said open properties where it's just kind of like along a road Mm -hmm. that's windy and goes from one little tiny town to another little tiny town like not not heavily traveled Mm mm-hmm no. <clears throat> Again, Lori Lee Cursa, her body was found on December 14th, and her body was found 30 feet down an embankment off of Calistoga Road. Calistoga Road goes from Santa Rosa to Calistoga, I believe, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, it is windy, it is wooded, it is hilly, like... <laughs> You don't really stop on this road. No. There's nowhere to. There's really no... Like, there might be a couple of turnoffs, but that's it. Unfortunately, this poor little girl was found nude and almost completely frozen because it's December and it gets fucking cold here. It doesn't snow, but it gets cold. Um, So she was well-preserved, which is terrible, but also really good in terms of evidence. Yeah, as far as forensics are concerned. It yeah. preserves mm-hmm. everything they might need to learn more about who did this to her. So she was estimated to have died between December 1st and December 8th from a broken neck, and it's thought that she's either jumped or had been thrown out of a moving vehicle and down the embankment. There was no evidence of uh, assault sexual or otherwise uh, like when they found her you know they identified her the next day as 13 year old Lori lee cursa she had run away from home about a month earlier and was living with friends in the santa rosa area in addition to frequently running away she had she had been known to hitchhike unfortunately uh so she was last seen by her friends on november 30th and after her body was found a man contacted the sheriff's office with some stunning information according to him Sometime between December 3rd and the 9th, he saw a white van parked on the road, on Calistoga Road, and two men walked on either side of a young girl leading her. Then they all got into the van and it sped off. His his description of the girl matched Lori in what she was wearing that day. Despite her being a runaway, the sheriff's office handled Lori's death as a homicide. Well, thank goodness. Um, At the time, a $500 reward was set up for information leading to her killer or to uh, Kim Allen's. So one of the other weird kind of things about when they found her Mm -hmm. was that she had a single wire loop in each earlobe. Whenever I, there's a couple of places that describe it as a single wire loop. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that means like it's actually an earring Mm. or if it is like some, something else weird. I don't understand. I'm going to assume it's just an earring. And just Um, like part of it broke off of maybe. And the rest of the earrings were uh, missing. Nothing was found. Um, this one, I, I don't know. This one's really weird and sad for me. Like, they're all awful. But I, I, if, I, if I knew, if I were a friend of hers, I would like to at least know that the idea that she jumped, if she did jump out, mm-hmm. like, I, I that would be, like, kind of comforting to me to know that she, like, fought. She did it on her own terms. Yeah. was dumb. Like, she fought. Yeah. Like, I just, especially being that, she's 13. I can't imagine how. That's horrible. 
I can't imagine. It's awful. So that's one of the things that's just, this one's just very, I don't know. It bothers me. I mean, I technically, they were all kidnapped, but the other ones, the descriptions, some of them kind of like read that they were like, mm, like uh, manipulated to get into the car with sure. them. And like with the girls who, pot. Yeah, yeah. And like, Hey, let's hang out. But this one, according to the witness that, saw someone who looked just like her get pushed in the van mm-hmm. it's like that i don't know if it is a serial killer it's a little weird that for her it's now looking like it's more than one person mm-hmm. whereas the other victims it felt like a solar solo venture yeah it did and it was kind of like more of like a con like cat and mouse game sure. where this is like abduction mm-hmm. so that all took place in the beginning half of december on december 28th there were two boys that were walking on franz valley road um they stumbled upon human uh, remains which is like we were saying before it's like all of these girls were their bodies were found by people who were like hiking i think Mm -hmm. two were found by like kayakers that one i think is later on but it's all just random and that's why it's like people aren't found like it's like months after mm-hmm. sometimes. And this is what happened with this on December 28th. Um, other than a necklace and an earring, there was no clothing found at uh, the scene, just like the other bodies. And the body, it was just full skeleton. At first, it was even difficult to determine how many bodies there were, let alone how long they'd been there. Though two skulls were found, so it was assumed there were two bodies. And less than a week later, remains identified as Maureen and Yvonne. Those were the girls that we talked about in last week's episode who were at the the ice ice arena and said, hey, a guy wants to hang out with us. He's a little bit older. He has free pot. Like, this will be fun. Mm -hmm. That's who we're talking about. These are the bodies that were found. They were theirs. Um, the bodies had been there too long to determine a date or cause of death, but since they went missing February, it's safe to assume they weren't killed too long after that, mm-hmm. especially considering like the how decomposed decompose. they were. Yeah. So, I mean, that's similar. That's like the main theme so far is that they're girls. They're all within an age range that's like more or less like 13 to tw- like early 20, 20s. Uh, very early 20s. <sighs> Gross. And they all seemed to either be hitchhiking or, in their case, hanging out and didn't have a car of their own. Just basically kids that are willing to do something fun. Yeah. Or something that's maybe seen as a little bit dicey. Yep. <laughs> well, very dicey now. Oh. Um, so now we're July 31st, 1973. A man is on Franz Valley Road again. He's riding his motorcycle. He found the body of another young woman. So same location as maureen and yvonne where their bodies were found them the this was one body it was estimated to have been there three to seven days and was found within four feet of maureen and yvonne that feels like a dumping ground yeah so it's like this that's not coincidence county is had too many fucking roads for it to be coincidence 100%. 100%. Too many. He, he, that, that killer knows that that's a private spot. Yeah. And even if you're going to try to argue it's a copycat person. How the fuck would they know? Yeah. And how would you get it four feet? That's like uh, really. That's even remarkable for it to be the same person to yeah. drive quickly, dispose of it and have it be right there. Mm-hmm. Let alone if it was a copycat. I just don't think that. 
No. That doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-mm. The murders were thought to be connected, obviously, because girls, same were. age, same area, bodies were found with no belongings, just earrings. So, oh God, that must have been so weird living here during all of this. Yeah, I have no idea. My parents were living on the boat being hippies. <laughs> yeah, like... I can't imagine because it's such a small town. Mm-hmm. Like to relate it to like the uh, Night Stalker or like places, you know, huge cities like L.A. and the whole city is on lockdown and freaked out. And then you have now like multiple girls bodies turning up and girls, young girls just going missing. And it's like such a small town at this time. I can't fathom how weird that would be. I need to start asking people who lived here during that time Mm, it's so strange investigators like at the time i'm gonna assume that they weren't really linking kim allen or the Mm -hmm. disappearance of Jeanette just yet um these were you know other ones it was because of the location that's why they're already linking it the victim was uh also found nude but due to decomposition it was impossible to tell she had been sexually assaulted there was a twenty five hundred dollar reward that was set up in exchange for information about the latest murder victim it's a lot. Okay, so now we're now okay. So now we're at a few weeks later. Dental records identified uh, the girl as 15 year old Carolyn Davis. She had run away from home on February 6th and was reported missing that same day. Not long after, parents received a letter from her saying she'd left voluntarily and was not planning on returning home. Hmm. Um, last seen by her grandma on July 15th in Garberville. It's about two and a half hours from Santa Rosa. Yeah, also, north. yeah, a really tiny little town. Her grandma left her in the front of a post office and Carolyn set off hitchhiking toward Modesto. When I read that earlier, I was like, wait, why is she being left in front of a post office? It's such a random place. Unless it's like the middle of town, maybe. And it doesn't just, like, matter. Why would you be like, okay, good luck, child. (laughs) She's only 15. I don't know. I feel like even with Esme, she could be like 30. And I'm like, no, you can't be left. (laughs) No, no. I'll sit with you. It's okay. I'll wait. (laughs) I guess, I don't know. It's just, all this just blows my mind. So, yeah, she hitchhiked. And Modesto's a ways for her to hitchhike. Modesto's fucking far. Yeah, from Garberville. Like. It's far from here. Yeah. Ugh. They believe that she died around July 20th. Um, It was soon determined that Carolyn's death was caused by strychnine poisoning. Oh, wow. That's different. Yeah. So this one's strange for that reason. Like, as far as, like, uh, cause of death, Mm -hmm. poison, not something we've seen up until this point with the other girls who were murdered. Mm -hmm. Um, You can kill someone with it by giving it orally or intravenously. Someone exposed to a super high dose can... Uh, suffer respiratory failure or death within half an hour, so it's quick, but also slow. Caroline's death was thought to have taken between two and three hours. They really tortured her. That's horrible. Yep. Or they didn't. This is a know weird what way to doing. phrase it, but they didn't know what they were doing, and that yeah. maybe. Well, wasn't strychnine used to be like? Didn't it? It was like an old medicine kind of thing. Right? I feel like it. It seems like well, timey. I only say that because Sean's dad was a pharmacist, and when he became a pharmacist his brother got him all of these really cool old cups oh neat like these old tumblers and one of them says like cyanide the other one says like some other thing and like one of them says strychnine on it huh i don't know yeah i feel like the only time i've ever heard about it is like old-timey like movie (laughs) 
Highly toxic, colorless, bitter, crystalline alkaloid used as a pesticide, particularly for killing small vertebrates, such as birds or rodents. Horrible! Why would you ever? Oh, God, and all the, the questions. People also ask, how quickly does it kill? How dangerous is strychnine? Is death by strychnine painful? <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God guys, oh, my God. Pump the brakes. <laughs> Closing that. I gave someone strychnine, but they haven't died yet. How much longer? How long do I have to wait? I want to go watch a movie. (laughs) I have things to do. My pizza bagels are almost done. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. The one-year anniversary of the discovery of the bodies of Maureen and Yvonne would bring yet another gruesome find. On December 28th, these are just so close together, 1973, two teenagers boating in Marquest Creek found the naked body of a woman half-submerged under a log. The woman had been dead between two and seven days. She was hogtied and seemingly strangled. Um, investigators took two hours to get her body from out from underneath the log in the water. Ugh. So again, that just goes to show you how rural like these areas are, that it was people who were... Just like locals hanging out, finding these poor people. Yep. Like they're out on the water and then... Or hiking. Saw or it. Saw her body floating and uh, yeah... The following January, the woman was identified as 23-year-old Teresa Walsh. Um, She lived in a town called Miranda. It's 10 miles north of Garberville. Wow, she's really north. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, in the grand scheme of things, not that far from where Carolyn was was picked up. Yeah, Yeah. where she started hitchhiking. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where these two, I guess, have this in common. Um. Teresa was last seen December 22nd near Malibu by friends who said she planned to hitchhike home to Garberville for Christmas. So she made it from Garberville all the way to Southern California and it was hitchhiking home. She had been, like you said, hogtied. She was sexually assaulted, strangled, and she had been determined to be dead exactly one week before she was found. And oh, due to heavy rains and high water marks suggested that her body could have actually drifted. So they're not really sure where exactly she was dumped. I remember reading that. Yeah. So she, yeah. Ugh. And the last confirmed victim was found by hikers in Rincon Valley. The body was in a ravine off of Calistoga Road, about 100 yards from where Lori Lee Cursa had been found. And the poor body had been almost completely skeletonized, if not entirely. And investigators weren't even able to determine the sex of the skeleton, but assumed that the body was a woman because of the small frame. Obviously, I'm sure today somebody could look at it within 30 seconds to determine the sex of the skeleton. Probably. And this supposed woman had been hogtied with ropes around her neck, feet, and hands, similar to Teresa Walsh. Uh, Teeth and a hard contact lens were also found at the scene. And at first, the remains were thought to be five to seven years old, potentially. But the conclusion was originally only made like that because they thought that if the body were newer, a soft contact lens would have been found instead. Uh, because the first FDA-approved soft contact lenses came on the market in 71, and they soon became more popular than the old hard contacts. But people still wore hard contacts, like, into the 80s and even the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's dumb. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it says even today about 10% of contact wearers still wear hard lenses. So... Yeah, I don't think it would be really that crazy that they were wearing them. Yeah. Because that was probably super expensive to get a soft lens. And this poor body is still unidentified today. So this was the Jane Doe. (sighs) And there's 
At first, speculation that the body could have been Jeanette Kamahele, but dental records eventually ruled her out. So there are a lot of, not a lot, there are a few other un, um, like possible victims that could have been tied to these hitchhiker murders if if there was one group or several groups like that's the thing there's like several mo's so i'm not really sure if it was just like some gross hot spot for creeps where like maybe like some creep news forum they were just like hey (laughs) uh, you can go to here and kill some girls because you can ditch the bodies and no one will ever know it's possible it's totally possible (sighs) who knows i don't know it's really scary though god it's just weird it's a short amount of time they're all girls of certain age Mm -hmm. the bodies for the most part are found in the same way but then there's those few little outliers like some are tied some aren't some are some are poisoned some are raped some aren't yeah one's poisoned i'm just wondering if it's it just wasn't like a hot spot area for just a bunch of weirdos to come yeah the other thing too is it's like just because we think serial killers are supposed to act a certain way doesn't mean they're going to. They're not. Yeah, they could, exactly. Yeah. They it might not. just be, well, that didn't go right. He's like testing the waters. Yeah. He's like, maybe I'll try poison this yeah. time. Or. Who knows? This one's a runner. I'm going to tie her up, I guess. It could be anything. Gross. Well, this poor skeletonized body, there were several possible victims um, because, of course, there were more missing girls that were never found. On March 16, 1971, 17-year-old Lisa Smith was seen hitchhiking on Hearn Avenue in Santa Rosa, which is really crazy because that's like a right busy-ass road. Yeah. Um, at about 7 p.m., a few days later, a young woman was being treated at Novato General Hospital. She gave the, name, gave the name Lisa Smith and told the staff she had been beaten up by a man while hitchhiking. She also gave her age as 21. The hospital has no records of the visit. And this was a weird one. This one's very strange, guys, because it's... <laughs> this one, they weren't sure if this was even real. Yeah, but... It had been reported on, and it was in a newspaper. Uh-huh. It was in the Press Democrat, which is the Santa Rosa newspaper. And she, it had been reported on, but it wasn't determined that this Lisa Smith that went to the hospital was the same Lisa Smith that went missing on March 16th because... Obviously, there's the age difference. There was no report. Yeah. And this... But the girl gave her name as that, mm-hmm. which is strange because it's but like it's... there's a Lisa Smith who just, I mean, I guess it's not that weird of a name, but it, it's weird. Mm-hmm. But neither Lisa Smith was ever seen or heard from again. So that's a potential victim, possibly, or just a bunch of bullshit. Nobody knows. Yeah. They still never found out what happened with her. Nope family no one can no one can be contacted because they didn't have any of their contact information anyone Uh, so um (laughs) another potential victim uh september 9th 1975 the body of deborah carrick was found off of highway 64 about 13 miles west of cameron arizona she'd been traveling from maryland to california for a friend's wedding but planned to visit national parks along the way but even before her body was found her id was found at an intersection in santa rosa close to where bodies of some of the confirmed victims had been found and her murder remains unsolved as well that is really really creepy that feels like a um what's his face the creepy guy that people women for some reason think is hot oh bundy bundy thank you that feels like a bundy to me yeah 
That feels like a Bundy because Bundy was active at this point. Should we even talk? Should, should yeah, we, just talk we about can it? talk about that. So Ted Bundy was considered one of the suspects for this. Um, I mean, there's there's several theories for it. I mean, and there were other potential victims. So I don't know if I I feel like I'm really jumping the shark right now. No, you're not at all. So a lot of people think that Bundy is the person who is causing all of this. Mm-hmm. Like he's the... Or at least part of it. Some of them. He's a suspect. And it's not just like... What am I trying to say? It's not like people are excited over the fact that, no. oh my God, like all these years later, we have Bundy here. Because I, like, I can see people being like, it's not Whoa, a bragging like, right. Yeah. It's not and bragging. And it's not at all. But it's legit. Like it definitely could have been him, which mm-hmm. blows my mind because it's very eerie to think somebody who is that... Notoriously horrible Mm -hmm. was ever around here aware of here it's very strange i mean they ruled him out because of like gas credit card receipts but i don't buy it i don't either i don't buy it he wasn't a stupid man no and other people did the math on the gas Mm -hmm. he could have made it because he had a friend that lived up here and he would visit her so yeah that sounds like a bunch of bullshit also when you Look at the months that he was up here and these deaths occurred. There weren't the deaths where he normally was carrying them out occurring. It's very strange. And I don't think you can write it off entirely. I don't know. Uh, He's he's a front runner for me. For a few of them at least. Yeah. Something else that's really creepy about potentially like Bundy being the person that murdered these girls is that when he was arrested, he admitted to I forget the number of murders. I don't know if it was like it was shit. I don't remember. Basically, Bundy admitted to the murders and the D.A. got enough out of him Mm -hmm. to lock him up forever. Yeah. So they could have gotten more information. Yeah. And once they had that, they didn't care about all of the other, the other victims, victims and oh, damn it, providing so closure to all of the victims' families and loved ones. And it's really awful because they should have pursued getting more out of him because yeah. if they had then it's like we would know potentially who killed these girls and, and at least be able to close the book on it a little bit yeah it's really really frustrating so they got what they needed to lock him away and therefore we don't need to our job's done we don't need it we got our guy Ugh. and bundy admitted to them you don't even know how many people i've killed and he alluded to killing these girls up here but yeah a lot of people think it could have been him regardless of his gas receipts i think which i think are so flimsy me too he's so manipulative and not he's smart enough to know how to not let receipts trip him up i mean i think what's to stop him from getting several gas cans and putting those in his trunk yeah like come on that is dumb no that's i agree the idea that he could have been around here is creepy also like we discussed it in the part one the girl who is now an adult that was there when marina and yvonne Mm -hmm. talked to this mysterious guy at the ice rink she didn't know who ted Bundy was and yeah. somebody showed her a picture and, and she, she said like, hey wait that's hey the guy. who is this guy that's him I know this guy she identified 
him as the guy who was at the ice rink with Marina Navon when they were last seen before um, they were murdered. I think that's pretty compelling. Yeah. Because she swears. She said she had no idea who Ted Bundy was. Yeah, she didn't know Someone what he Someone just like. said, whatever, however he came up, she saw a picture and was like, whoa, unrelated, but who is he? Because I know who <laughs> like he is. I know that guy. Yeah. I've seen his face. Very in person. creepy. And the way that she describes him really like his mannerisms of just kind of like standing there like awkwardly i can see that me too and he was clean cut and yeah. like had his hair short and i know that he was kind of like he would engage with people but i think that if he's like hunting for girls he would not be nearly as like charming constantly to everyone around him because he wouldn't want to draw attention like that. no and it's a put on mm-hmm. that's not really him mm-hmm. no that's so much work for him yeah so if he's just standing there waiting kind of getting irritated like he was described at the yeah. lobby like he's not on right no. then no that's him that's the real him Ugh. well God, it's so creepy in addition to Ted Bundy, uh, there's a theory that the famous Zodiac killer who was active in San Francisco and like the Bay Area, like which is 50 miles south of where we are, the Zodiac killer was part of this. So the Zodiac killer, I you don't know who he is. Look it up. <laughs> um, he's the one with the cipher. The cipher for his letter was just recently published they started to crack part of it um he's insanely tricky and smart too um he's described like they've got drawings of what they think he's look he looks like clean cut guy mm-hmm. with glasses mm-hmm. clean cut what clean cut white guy with glasses yeah so we still don't know who he is he's been linked to at least five murders in northern california in the late 1960s and is thought to be responsible for a lot more during the santa rosa murders investigation uh sheriff don Strypeak believed those murders were connected to him the zodiac killer by this time the zodiac had slowed his killings but said he would continue killing in varying ways um in addition to witchcraft like you symbols, said yeah found near the graves uh, lends credibility to his theory. So what they're talking about is Kim Allen. Mm-hmm. She, I believe it was, there's some weird theories on the Zodiac being involved with this. <sighs> so one of them is that on Kim Allen, she, we said that she had a soy barrel yeah. that she was carrying like behind her. There's like different symbols and characters that are on it. Some people think those characters are what inspired some of his... Oh, his symbols cipher. that he used. Interesting. That's like a big weird rabbit hole that I read on a couple weeks ago, and it's, a bit it's of a all stretch, foggy right now. Okay. But I don't think that's the case. That doesn't sound right. But okay. Another one is that by one of the bodies there was a symbol made out of sticks. It was a rectangle with a square and then lines on the side of it oh. that they later looked into and was an occult symbol. So other people were like, "Ooh, zodiac! There's a symbol again. Hmm. Maybe that one's a little." weirder and that's pickly yeah it's very pickly i don't feel good about that one who knows maybe it was so that's what they're referring to maybe like witchcraft symbols Um, he killed some of them and bundy killed a couple of other ones because the the one with the license or the the driver's license that and the girl yvonne and marine he likes to pick girls up 
Yeah. He liked, I think he liked the idea. I, th- I think Bundy really liked the idea that he was fooling you. Yeah. Uh, so Sheriff Detective Sergeant Karlstadt thought the Zodiac Killer was making a Z over the Bay Area with his oh, killings. God. Several murders unsolved at the time showed this pattern. Uh, also, we got California, Washington, Utah, New Mexico making that pattern, that line that looks like a Z. But most of the murders turned out to be the work of Ted Bundy. <laughs> Maybe they did overlap because it it does feel like there's like two different people mm-hmm. being involved with this. Yeah. God. Oh. It's so creepy that that was this area. This area that I feel so happy and safe in. Yeah. That I like know all my neighbors and I'm like, ah, I love this neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, God. And I was like, <laughs> Dark, scary past. <laughs> um, One of the other suspects... Uh, was also actually considered a Zodiac suspect. Um, Arthur Lee Allen was fired from a teaching job in 1968 after allegations of being a fucking gross creep piece of shit. And he also lived in Santa Rosa at one point and would have crossed paths with several of the victims. In fact, he would have been getting home from work on February 4th around the same time that Maureen Sterling and Yvonne Weber went missing. Hmm. But he doesn't look very well. His mugshot picture is not... Yeah. He could present differently for sure. I mean, I'm sure he could have. Um, Who knows what that picture we're looking at was taken to. Yeah, that's true. And it is a mugshot. So I'm looking at this not not cool looking dude that would, if this guy offered me pot, I'd be like, no, no you're offering never. me strychnine or yeah. something. <laughs> Good is, day to you. Bye bye. <laughs> Author Robert Graysmith, who wrote Zodiac Unmasked, the I, the identify of America. I think it's supposed to be identity of America's most elusive serial killer. Um, he briefly, briefly discusses a uh, possible forensic evidence found by Sergeant John Burke of the Santa Rosa PD. Um, Burke says they found hairs on some of the Santa Rosa victims bodies that match the hair in the trunks of trunk of Allen's car. But interestingly, the hairs turned out to be chipmunk hairs. That's kind of weird, too. Yeah, why would there be chipmunk hair? Okay. Why? Chipmunks are not interested in dead humans. I guess don't hurt chipmunks. Yeah, no. I love them. <laughs> um, And another potential suspect of the Zodiac and Santa Rosa Hitchhiker murders. The author recalls a story told to him by an unnamed woman who is a retired sheriff's department employee. In 1976, this woman found out about a man who taught at the SRJC, but had recently died in a car accident. And then when going through his things, the man's wife found drawings of several of his students involving murder victim Kim Allen. Ooh. The drawings seemed to suggest that the man was interested in sadomasochism and had an unhealthy fascination with Kim. Uh, The man was never named in the book. And the person who was writing this couldn't find substantial confirmation of his name. But the consensus online seems to be that this man's name was Frederick Manali, who, like Arthur Lee Allen, was considered a Zodiac suspect at one point. However, other than his strange connection to and the strange obsession with one of the victims, there hasn't been really anything else to tie him to the murders. I don't know. I feel like that would be enough, especially if the murder stopped after that point. Yeah, that's... uh, I don't know. That's... Yeah, if the murders are stopping and the person's yeah. locked up or ooh. Yeah, see that's what I'm thinking like what if how many how many murders do you think have happened in the United States or you know serial killers that have just been put away for something dumb? Oh, I know. 
and we'll never know or we won't know until they get back out or something you know put away for something yeah totally unrelated some kind of like assault or robbery or something where it's like or carjacking or something Uh something that's like not that's off brand for their serial killer and they're thinking you've no idea what i've done they're like yeah i totally just uh stole that car that's all i've done (laughs) yep that's it oh you're what are, what, are, what charges? Stop your investigation. For? It's fine. <laughs> I did it. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I've done. Oh. Yeah, but that that freaks me out. I mean, there are a lot of other people that they've said said could be the killers, but I really think it's like a mix of Zodiac I Bundy. I don't think any and not of them just because they're famous. It is a little weird. Well, guys, if you want to hear the rest of it, you're gonna have to hear the rest of our discussion on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have some other lingering thoughts. side thoughts. Thoughts for your thoughts. Uh-huh. Wait. What? We get to spin the wheel. Oh, shit. We haven't spun the wheel in it's person. so long. At all. Uh, or, yeah, or in person. Oh, my God. Spins a wheel. Has it even been updated in, like, ever? We're going to go with no. <laughs> oh, God. Play that ditty. could be good to also film a video for um oh no it we're gonna do an episode completely and only and fully yes on what creepy nest cam stuff caught on ew tape. ew <laughs> no oh see i've been wanting to put a nest cam up like we've only got a ring cam and now i'm like do i put up a nest cam like somewhere in our house it's a weird commitment because then it's like am i gonna suddenly hear some weird dude's voice in the other room like talking i hate it i don't know if i can do that like it's hard enough for me to get adjusted to weird house sounds because they're different than i've ever heard before and i keep hearing like weird things and i have to be like is that the cats is that just our house creaking is that a neighbor or is that someone living in my floor totally or our attic i can't even deal with noises i can't either i get so freaked out if i'm by myself it's too much i basically watch honey and if honey is alerted oh yeah i or I watch you the watch cats. the animals because if you hear something and everybody's sleeping and, and they keep like, sleeping wait it wasn't you who made the noise so now what because well, if everybody's up and moving it's like oh i can explain it away. our cats are way too jumpy right now because all noises are new <laughs> so if they're freaked out then I have my I have the cue to be freaked out, but like honey, yeah. oh is, for sure, honey is my honey and turnip are both my alert. Harley is scared of literally everything. No, no, I could like pull out because we we don't have like a table like yet. Ellie and Rue, yeah, we don't have like a table yet or anything because we left so much at his parents' house. So we use TV trays and sit in our comfy chairs for our dinners and our breakfast and our everything. So. When I pull those TV trays out, Harley runs. And I'm like, dude, I literally open this thing like two to three times a day. (laughs) I get that. Come on, bud. Rue will do that. She's like, ah. Scary sounds. I'm like, like, why? And what's hilarious is that right after it's opened, he's like, what you got? (laughs) Never mind, I'm back. Hungry. What's up, dudes? (laughs) Well, guys, join us next week when we talk about something really horrible that I'm not... I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this. I'm excited. I'm really freaked out. I want to see ghosts. No. Ghosts, ghosts. I want to see them. Creepy ring cam bullshit that I'm not excited about at all. (laughs)
into it. All right, guys. Well, this is the Night Guys podcast. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. All right, bye. Bye.